we did not connect after your individual sprint yesterday. So you looked visibly bummed as you crossed the line after your quarterfinal. So let's just kind of recap your day a bit. It was one of those days that, you know, the qualifier didn't feel, it didn't feel outstanding. And then the quarter felt a lot better and I was skiing aggressively and felt good. And and I, you know, skied 95% of it really well. And then I just, I just hit something coming around that corner and got shot into the back seat and just, you know, just lost all my momentum. So it was just frustrating to feel like, feel so good throughout, you know, most of that quarter and then, and, and then just kind of have it fall apart. But yeah, you have those dudes. I guess, tell me a little bit about how you guys, um, yeah. How do you kind of play a team sprint on a course like this that, you know, from, from listening to other folks, they're like, yeah, or, or at least Wickham, you know, it's a tough course to get away on, but it's a completely working course. Um, yeah. So how do you approach the tactics on a course like that? Well, for here, I felt, I mean, first of all, it was a little bit of a crapshoot because we've never sprint, you know, we've never sprinted here before. So no one really knew how, how things were going to play out tactically and if people were going to be able to string it out a lot. Um, you know, it helped having race yesterday, just knowing that it was going to be really hard to get away and most likely it was going to, you know, end up in like a pack finish after, after six legs. Um, so it helped knowing yesterday, but you know, it was kind of cool in that sense that, um, we really didn't have much of an idea of how things were going to play out. Um, but it was, you know, it was one of those, one of those courses for sure that it was really advantageous just skiing behind someone a for the draft. And then also just, you know, if you're skiing behind a good skier, a smooth skier, you could just conserve a lot of energy and just kind of relax because you didn't want to, you didn't really want to burn a match too early because you had to work all the way up and then all the way back down to the finish. So it was a hard course in that sense. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, I guess our main tactic was for both the semis and the finals was get to the front. But, you know, if you found yourself off the front in the lead, like just ski, ski, relax, ski fast, but ski relaxed. Um, ideally we wanted to kind of be in uh, second, third or fourth so that we could get a good draft both on the gradual climb and, you know, coming back down from the top. Um, but with, you know, such a, such a high speed course like this and, you know, a few, I wouldn't call them technical corners, but some fast corners and a lot of like moving around. We also, we didn't really want to be stuck at the back where there could be some crashes, some broken poles. Um, and you're also just spending a lot more energy, like trying to move up through the pack. So I thought we did a really good job, both in the semis and the finals of, um, you know, just staying, staying towards the front. Sometimes we were off the front and we, we stayed relaxed. Um, you know, sometimes we would kind of find ourselves towards the back and we, I think because of, because we were skiing smart throughout the whole day, we were able to burn a couple matches just to get back towards the front in, in those critical spots. So I thought we did that, that really well. What I'm curious when you got, I mean, you've been around a bit um, and how do you, when, when you're talking about you know, what the team is, you know, with Matt say, um, and you and Kevin are strategizing together with a coach. How do you guys go about deciding who goes first and who goes second? And what do you consider, uh, 
Yeah, when deciding that. And I'm assuming, you know, coaches have a final say, but perhaps in your case, you folks have some input. Yeah, for sure. We definitely, we have a really good conversation about it before, you know, with the coaches and with each other um, before before Matt submits those, those entries. Um, you know, a lot of it, especially on kind of a longer, harder course like this, when it's, you know, around three minutes per leg, a lot of it, I think, just depends on what the other teams are going to do. So you kind of take your best guess about, you know, where they're going to put more of the distance skiers and where they're going to put more of the sprinters. And in general, that first leg is kind of weighted a little more toward, you know, distance heavy and the, the anchor leg is, is weighted a little more, you know, sprint heavy. Um, and, you know, right now I feel like, um, I, I, I feel like my fitness is really good right now. Um, you know, I'm, um, I had that skate race in Falun that kind of showed that, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, especially like in conditions like this where it's fast and firm on a gradual course, you know, I, 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 dig, I can definitely, um, have a lot of confidence in my fitness. So, uh, with that said, like knowing that Kevin is, he, he has incredible finish speed, you know, he has the ability to, uh, burn a match and, and, you know, get up through the pack if he needs to do that. Um, so just kind of knowing that and knowing that probably Ustagov was going to be in the first leg and DeFabiani was going to be first leg, um, you know, with Yoni Maki, um, with, you know, just some, some good distance gears were going to be in that first leg. Uh, to us, it made a little more sense for me to, for me to match up with them. And then for Kevy to, um, to, uh, to bring it home and have that, that sprint finish at the end. So, um, yeah, obviously, you know, we're not tied to anything every single time. It's not like, it's not like I'm always going second and it's, it's fun to mix it up sometimes and see what works. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, we only get a couple of these per season, so it's not like you get to try new things all the time, but, um, yeah, when, when you can, you, you, I guess you, you take advantage of just trying something different. You know, going into world champs, you know, you've got a couple weeks to, you know, not necessarily like refined fitness, but sort of settle some things in, in your mind about, um, you know, how you visualize races and how you go in with confidence. Yeah, but I'm curious, like, what sort of work are you doing on that side as you prep for, uh, you know, a world, a, a very big event in your career coming up? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's, um, it's like kind of, it's, it's the, the biggest goal is striking the balance between, uh, knowing that I have a really good base, you know, knowing that I've been doing this for 11 years and I'm fit and I know how to race at a championship event. And, you know, we're, we're not like, we're not reinventing the wheel here. It's, um, we, we know exactly what we want to do for training and, um, you know, the mental aspect of everything. But at the same time, like, uh, the last month, you know, we've had a pretty good, um, pretty good diverse kind of array of races with skate sprints, classic sprints, team sprints, distance races. Um, so I think that, you know, we have a good understanding. I have a good understanding. Matt and I have a good understanding of, um, maybe some of the weaknesses that I, that I have right now that I still have time to address. Um, and they're not, they're not huge, but like, um, you know, there's kind of seems like there's always something with my double pull that could be a little bit better. And, um, 
you know, just some other small things like that. So this next couple of weeks will be a really good chance to just address those and make some small little tweaks, but really, you know, we're not going to be doing anything crazy. It's at this point, it's like you, you train well, you stay healthy, you rest a lot and, um, you just kind of trust, uh, that what you've done up to this point is going to work out really well. So no, you know, no one else is, is doing anything different than that. And we just trust the process. And, you know, at the same time, like you also just start enjoying it. And, uh, it's, you know, for Soph and I, like, um, knowing that there's not going to be a whole lot more of these opportunities coming up. It's like you, you, you figure out the best way to just really enjoy those and, uh, and take advantage of them. So, um, it'll be really awesome being part of such a strong team right now. You know, hopefully we have some, some really good young representation coming. Um, you know, maybe some kids from world juniors and U 23s and, um, it'll just be a really awesome crew to be a part of. And, uh, a, a fun way to finish kind of finish the season <laughs> maybe <laughs> and i forget about 2019 world champs was it skater classic uh that was a classic team sprint okay so it is skate this year yep okay and and do you i mean i'll let you describe is that something that you prefer yeah i think so i i think especially as of late um i like laying down a really good qualifier for me is just harder and harder as I get older, I think. Um, and I don't think that that's like a testament to my motivation or anything, but I think I just, you know, I've lost some, um, I've lost a bit of power. I've lost a little bit of, um, springiness. Like it's just, it's, it's trickier to lay down a really good qualification when you're, when you're out there alone. And, um, I think that, as, as today kind of points to, and, you know, my quarterfinal yesterday and most of the heats I've skied this season, it's like when I can have that good stimulation around me with, you know, some other really fast gears, um, I kind of rise to the occasion and I, I, I get, I get much better at, at racing if I'm, um, within a group like that. So I think, you know, the nature of a team sprint with having, a semifinal, you know, with, with 10 guys at a world, at a world champs event or Olympics event. Um, and then a final with 10 teams, like it just makes for more, <clears throat> just more stimulus around, around you, which I think is a huge benefit to me. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> I always enjoy individual sprinting and, um, but I think that, uh, team sprint event is, is pretty cool. And, um, yeah, hopefully, I mean, none of the teams are set in stone right now. So, um, I still need to earn my way onto that team, and you know, hopefully, was today was a, a good, a good, uh, good thing for me in, in that. But um, yeah, we'll see. Sophie, you know, for her standards, had a tough day yesterday. You were, you know, frustrated with the way things end up. Um, you guys are both very, you know, overtly pretty even keeled folks. Um, and we've seen recently just how different people process emotions, right? I mean, like, you know, we're a, yeah, a complex <laughs> species. So, you know, I'm curious, what does that look like for you guys or sound like for you guys? Uh, is there like the 10 minute rule where you can fuss about something or is it like you process it five minutes later, you know, you're walking, you're like, okay, that was a race that happened and it's done. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. It's, um, 
you know, I think it's different for everyone. It's different for her than it is for me. It's different for me than it is for Jesse. You know, it's everyone has their own way of dealing with frustration and dealing with success. And uh, I think in general, like on this team, we do an incredible job of if something doesn't go well, like you're allowed to be frustrated or pissed or, you know, for, for a minute. And then you just kind of like, you move past it. And I think that one thing we've done a really good job with on this team is recognizing how draining it is not only for the individual who is, you know, pissed and frustrated, but for everyone else around them, that's incredibly draining for the whole team. Um, when, you know, they bring that kind of attitude back to the hotel or, you know, into the, into the training week. Um, so I think we've done a good job of learning from each other how to use that, those emotions constructively and make for, you know, better um, intensity workouts together and, you know, races on the next weekend. So we, we put a lot into every single race that we go into and, you know, we're preparing for a week ahead of time just for one, you know, short little sprint and we're doing the, what, you know, we're doing the right speeds and intervals and every, every one of those training sessions is kind of geared towards that, that one little race. And so when it doesn't go perfectly, it can be, it can be really frustrating and it can suck. Um, so I think it's, you know, we're, we're allowed to be kind of pissed about it, but, um, yeah, like I said, I think we've done a really good job on this team collectively, just recognizing that that doesn't do, it doesn't do anyone any good to, to carry that attitude forward. So. Um, that's something that we're, we're pretty proud of on this. Okay. Team. So you just, you don't sit there and fume secretly with Sophie and like put your hand through the drywall. It's all rainbows and unicorns. 